What's up, Zach Oates here, author, entrepreneur, and customer relationship guru. Welcome to Give an Ovation, growth strategies for restaurants and retailers, where we find industry leaders to share their secrets to grow your business. This podcast is sponsored by Ovation, the actionable guest feedback tool that works on or off premise and is easy, real time, and actually drives revenue. Learn more at OvationUp.com. Welcome to another edition of Give an Ovation. I am joined today by a tech entrepreneur who has founded and grown four startups in the last 20 years, and he's raised over $100 million. And he has done everything from security solutions for the Department of Defense to large retailers. He is now the CEO of Q. Welcome to the podcast, Amir Huda. Thanks for joining us, Amir. Thank you, Zach. Uh, I'm excited to be here. Looking forward to chatting. Yeah. So first of all, tell us, uh, for those who may not know, tell us a little bit about Q. Who do you yeah. work with? And uh, yeah. And, and why why does Q exist? Well, um, so uh, Q is uh, a unified commerce platform for the restaurant industry. And uh, before even we talk about what, what that means or what that entails, it's really important to define, um, you know, what segment of the restaurant industry we focus on. Because as you know, um, you know, restaurants come in all shapes and sizes and cater yeah. to customers in so many different formats, right? So for us, uh, we tend to focus on restaurants that are quick service or fast casual. So we don't go after brands uh, that serve, um, you know, that you might put in the casual dining or fine dining. Anywhere where we as uh, as consumers, as guests sit down and order food and consume food, uh, we tend to not focus on that segment of the restaurant industry today. And then uh, on the the size of the restaurant brands that we focus on, we we tend to describe that as enterprise brands, which is really the large brands that have, you know, anywhere from fifty to five thousand locations, if you will. Right? It's yeah, um, just more to keep our focus to be the best that we can be for a segment of the industry where we feel we can add a lot of value. So not only do we not do um, fine dining and casual dining today or the independent restaurants or uh, restaurants that might be in the SMB category, the small, medium size. But as you know, uh, in the hospitality industry, there are companies uh, that cater not just to restaurants, but to hotels, to casinos, bars, convenience stores, everywhere where there is a transaction, there is a need for a commerce platform, which historically was just a point of sale, but it has now become a lot more complex than that. But for us, we believe that I, I can see behind you keep focus, right? We, we yeah. like to to uh, <laughs> keep our focus because uh, let's be honest, right? There, there's uh, only so much you can do and really, really do it well. And so for us, defining who we're going to focus on is the first step of what we want to do. And I think that's so powerful because, for example, when uh, I, I think about this all the time about what Ovation used to be and how we used to service a lot of different industries with a lot of different products. And then we really decided to to keep focus. And that's when we started to grow and when we really started to see movement. But we often get so afraid at excluding someone. And by, by doing that, by not talking to certain people, we end up not talking to anyone. Right. And so what we, what we need to do is like, stop trying to talk to everyone. Do yeah. something for someone. Don't do stuff for people, right? Right. 
And and it's amazing how much value it adds to our teams, right? When you have that clarity on, you know, is this a type of a brand that we should be talking to? Because everybody has certain needs. And the broader you define your go-to-market strategy, the needs keep getting bigger and bigger. As a technology entrepreneur and and having been a, a, a technologist myself or software developer myself, the one thing I've learned and learned very early on is that you're never going to have enough development resources. I don't know of yeah. any company <laughs> that will say, you know, I got too many people writing software. Maybe I should, you know, do uh, you know, do with less people, right? It, we're always scrambling for resources yeah. because technology is changing so quickly, and just keeping up with that is is hard enough, right? And so, in that environment, it's really important to define what you're going to build and who you're going to build it for. Otherwise, you're going to do a lot of things but not do it very well. Yeah, I think that I think that's a great. Uh, I think it's an awesome uh, point of view because when we're looking at what does it mean to to be focused and what does it mean to, you know, even for restaurants with their menus, right? Yeah. Think about that. What a lot of people have done is they've taken their menus and they've trimmed it down. Why? Because they wanted to do fewer things better. Yeah. No one's going to remember you because you are a restaurant that, that's okay at everything, Right? Absolutely. 100%. There's very, very few memorable restaurants that are okay at everything. What most people have is they do one thing exceptionally well yeah. and they build from there. And yeah. I think that's that's uh, the way you got to do it. But, you know, speaking of focus, one thing I really wanted to get your take on was marketing because you have you've been involved in two uh, major companies that have rebranded, right? Yeah. Q used to be Gusto POS. Nomi, you were the founder and CEO, used to be Brookstream. Um, When do you know that it's the right time and and how do you go about rebranding? Because that's that's a big move. Well, uh, in in the case of Q, we did it earlier on uh, after I joined. So I've been now, you know, with the company leading the effort for about five and a half years. And so I think when I look back, what Gusto was, uh, we were um, not as focused as I described. We had some customers in the casual dining space. We had uh, quite a few customers in the, the smaller brand category space. Uh, and so I felt like we certainly needed to hone that uh, and hone our message. As part of that, uh, just, you know, um, you probably know there's a uh, HR and payroll uh, management company that also is called Gusto. And and so sometimes our salespeople would call uh, restaurant brands and they're like, no, we don't need, you know, payroll management. We're all good there. And I'm like, this is not a good place to be. And and obviously they were much further along in their life cycle. And so their brand as Gusto from a payroll perspective was more widely known than our brand was for restaurant tech. And, um, but, uh, you know, so that was another reason why we felt, you know, in addition to honing our own message, there's also some confusion around uh, Gusto. So that's how we ended up making the decision. And we rebranded and uh, relaunched, gosh, that was uh, 2018. So it's it's been uh, over four years now. Yeah. And do you feel like that was, that was the right move looking back? Oh, 100%. Uh, absolutely. Because, you know, as we've evolved what we do, that all of that came alongside the Q brand. So it's not like we had to 
teach people or educate people on what we're doing in the in the Q brand because that was all part of the Q brand. It all evolved after we had rebranded. Yeah, uh, and, and talking of of uh, focus, right? So uh, you mentioned, you know, what Q you asked, what Q does, right? For us, just like we very uh, granularly define who we uh, provide products and technology to, we also put that same uh, strong lens on what we provide them. And for mm-hmm. us, that definition is we like to think of following the order journey. So when you think of Q. Think of a company that provides technology to take orders, make orders, and serve orders. So when we think about new products or extension to our product strategy, we first ask ourselves, does it fall under the take, make, serve journey? If it doesn't, no problem, because we started out building our platform knowing that we were not going to be all things to all people. But recognizing that people are going to need labor management and inventory management and payments and gift cards and loyalty and all of that stuff that we had made a decision we're not going to build ourselves. So we built a platform that can easily allow people to integrate into the platform. And today we have uh, 80 plus uh, partners uh, in all of these different areas that are seamlessly integrated into the platform. So that's how soon to be 81 plus. Sorry. I said soon to be 81 plus. <laughs> exactly. You are 100% correct. <laughs> and, and I think that's so smart when you, you pick your lane and you stay in your lane and you win your race. Yeah. Win it. Right. 100%. Who, who wants to go and compete and be like fourth and fifth place in every single race? Pick your event. Win yeah. it. And I, well, and I love know, that you've and, done. And who am I to say that the alternate strategy is right or wrong, right? We just have to pick what we think is right for us. But as you know, there are other companies that we compete with that do build loyalty solutions, that do build back-of-house solutions. And, and look, if it works for them, great. We've decided our swim lane is going to be the order journey. And that makes it uh, abundantly clear to our partners that we're not here to compete with you, right? We're here to partner with you so that together, we can bring the best solution for our brands. Now, at what stage in Q's in Q's journey did you take over as CEO? Um, very earlier on, it was a pretty young company uh, when I joined. So um, you know, now you know I've been here almost six years. So uh, it, it had been around for about three years, I'd say, at that time. Um, and we had built out our first product, which was just a POS product for in-store use. Today, when we talk about the order journey, just think about how the, uh, as consumers, our expectations of placing an order, right? We want our food anywhere, anytime, right? And so whether, and even in-store, we've evolved from just being, uh, starting out as the counter-based POS solution to having a very advanced drive-through solution, handheld solutions for taking orders, whether it's in the drive-through or inside the store. And then a guest-facing kiosk, which sits in the store, but is completely different in how it interacts with the rest of the systems because it's a guest-facing application and not an employee-facing application. So we, any which way people want to place orders in the store, we take care of that. Then we go outside the store, all of your digital ecosystem, whether it's web ordering or mobile ordering or third-party delivery ordering, we have capabilities. We build our own digital suite and we integrate with all of the leading uh, third-party digital providers. So we make sure that 
we can take orders in all of these different uh, ways that guests want to interact with the restaurant brand. So that forms all of our order taking suite. And then you go into the kitchen once the order is in the store, everything to make your order, your kitchen display systems, cloud kitchens, ghost kitchens, all of that comes under the make. And then finally, the, the serve piece is the guest interaction, making sure guests know. You talk about the guest experience, right? How do guests know what the order status is, when it's going to be ready for pickup? Is it a drive-through pickup? Is it an in-store pickup? Is it a curbside pickup? Is it a third-party delivery pickup? All of that part, you know, forms our serve ecosystem. So that's kind of how we define what we what we do and what we focus on. And you guys are obviously doing something different because it's it's a very crowded market and uh, a lot of times when when you hear, although I will have to say, at NRA this year, I feel like there's been there's a lot fewer point of sale systems than historically. You know, yeah. it, at one point, I felt like every other booth I was walking by was a point of sale system, and at, we actually used to we um, have iPads that we use for rating, uh, like with smiley faces, yeah. and we actually stopped bringing those to trade shows because people kept just walking by and being like, I don't want another point of sale. Yeah. Yeah. But I think that what you've done is an incredible feat. And <laughs> I, I do have to say that a lot of people that I talk to, they look at the point of sale as a utility. Yeah. And who, when's the last time, Amir, you heard somebody say, I love my water provider. I mean, the city water here is just, they do such a good job. Like nobody says that, right? Yeah. And so historically, people don't love their point of sales. It's a matter of how little do I hate this one as opposed yeah. to another one. Now, when I talk to one of your customers, I, I mentioned this sentiment and she goes, oh, and I'll, I'll mention it. This is Dawn from Freebirds because, yeah. you know, she talked publicly Not about Dawn. you all the time. <laughs> and and she, I, I said, you know, most people hate their, most. it's, it's just a varying degree of how little you hate your point of sale. And she goes, Oh no, no, not with Q. I love Q. And so anyway, you, your team, your product, the solution, I think it's, it's really nailed the mark. And all of this boils down to one thing, which is what, what Dawn shared with me is why she loves it is because of the experience. And so in your opinion, Amir, what's the most important aspect of guest experience nowadays? So, you know, guest experience uh, is not just the uh, interaction you have in the store, right? But it is a big part. I mean, we all know that digital ordering has expanded, uh, you know, from a revenue perspective, from a percentage of your business perspective. Certainly those things have happened. But a lot of your experience with the restaurant brand is tied to your experience when you walk into the restaurant or when you order food for delivery, And the experience is tied to um, uh, several things. If you're in the store, it's really important that you let the guest order in whichever uh, sequence or whatever thought process they have of what they're trying to order versus telling them, well, let's start with this. What do you want as, uh, you know, let's take an example of, you know, uh, burger, right? Let's start with your burger and then we'll come to your fries and we'll come to your drink. Then if you change your mind, we'll have to start all over again. That's not a good experience, right? Yeah. Uh-huh. If you suddenly you just decided I, you know, I I don't want um, you know, mayo on my burger or I want, you know, uh onion rings instead of fries. You have to be able to allow guests to order as they're thinking about what they feel like. Because, you know, you walk once you walk in, you may have had some thought of what you wanted to get. 
But the whole experience of being in the restaurant changes what you might want in that instant. Yeah, and that's that a great experience point. of letting that staff member who's taking your order have the flexibility to be able to take your order however you want to place it in whatever sequence you want to place without having to stop and start over and do all of that. That's part of the guest experience. Getting the right food that you ordered is also part of the guest experience, which is not something that we as a technology provider can, can control. The restaurant, from an operations perspective, plays a part in the guest experience. The If you think about the digital side, your order delivery time is a huge part of the guest yeah, experience. totally. Getting the order right is even more important when it's, it's delivery because it's not like you're standing in the restaurant and if they give you something wrong, you can just switch it out. Now, guess no, what? Pe- yeah, yeah people, people are up, six right? times more likely to complain about order accuracy with an off-prem order than an on-prem order. See, we talk to our brands all the time and, and we ask them, you know, what what is the area of friction from a guest experience perspective? And they always talk about the digital side and they'll talk about order accuracy and promise delivery time. And that's something where we as a technology company can help in those areas, particularly for promise delivery time. But from order accuracy, again, it comes down to operations. So I think companies that focus on the guest experience, the loyalty, the point of sale, or the really the, the commerce side, the, the brand, we all have a part to play in making sure that we can continue to work on improving the guest experience. Yeah. No, I, I love that. I think that's that makes so much sense. And, and realizing that the guest experience, really thinking about it broader, right? There's so many different aspects of the guest experience, and you got to think about them in that individual silo and breaking it down to that guest experience. Because how many times have you gone to a restaurant? I, I do this all the time. Well, I'll go to a restaurant. I get up to the front. I place my order. And I'll say, you know, then I'll move on to the next item. And then I'll say, oh, wait. Did that burger, I want to make sure that burger doesn't have onions on it. And then they're like, ah, okay. And they have to delete that whole thing, yes. put it back in and like stuff like that, which just is. It's it, crazy it, that in today's day and age, that's how some systems work. And and so those are things that we focused earlier on uh, in our life cycle in terms of making sure that the products we provide, whether it's directly, uh, you know, guest facing like a digital ordering platform, or it's in the store that's being used uh, by the staff, we think about the experience. We think about the speed, like think about drive-throughs. The worst experience you can have is you're craving for something and the drive-through line is, you know, log jammed and it's going to take 15 minutes before you can even get your turn to order, right? Why is that? There is a bottleneck somewhere in the kitchen. There's a bottleneck somewhere in the order taking process, right? So making sure that you can provide the right tools to the operators, to the employees that can help them alleviate these bottlenecks is huge from a guest experience perspective. Yeah, I love that. I think that makes that makes total sense. And and thinking about the entire journey in my MBA program, we talked about the kerchunks, yeah. right? In, in operations, the kerchunk is the widget that falls off the end of the assembly line, where along that assembly line are you having the bottleneck and and what do you have to do to increase capacity? And technology is a great way to do that. So with, oh yeah, keep going. Well, I was just going to say, you know, we have a lot of brands that ask for the handheld solutions for line busting, right? Particularly in drive-through. And the first question we ask them is, we want to understand your kitchen operation. They're like, why do you want to know that? I'm like, 
we'll give you the tablets. We have the solution. You're going to take more orders. But if your kitchen is the bottleneck, you're just going to add more frustration for the guests because now they placed the order 15 minutes ago and, and the food's not ready, right? So it's important to look at it holistically to know what problem are you addressing and how the solution might help or even make the problem worse, right, in some cases. Yeah, exactly. I think I think that's that's a great point. So, Amir, what do you think? What are some tactics that you would give restaurant restaurant owners listening right now? What would you say? Here are some things that you should, you know, keep in mind. I think it all starts with having a very clear definition of what problem you're trying to solve and what your end goal is. Where are you trying to get to? You know, are you trying to solve a guest experience issue? Are you trying to solve a data issue? Are you trying to solve? access to information for your employees versus your guests? Are you trying to solve your operational efficiency? Are you trying to solve labor challenges? What is it that is most important? Once you have that clarity, then you'll be able to figure out exactly which path you want to go down. Uh, a lot of times we'll have brands that will come to us and say, look, our POS is, is, is crumbling. It's, you know, it's been sitting in the stores for 10, 15 years, maybe more, you know, held together with duct tape, you know. Literally. (laughs) That's not the reason. I mean, yes, that is one reason, but it's not going to help you define who to pick. So obviously a lot of our brands, the larger brands that we talk to have very well-defined strategies, which I love, right? Because they've thought through exactly what problem you're solving for. Other times we'll have small brands, uh, smaller, I should say, and they'll have a very detailed RFP process. And to me, sometimes it's it's mind-boggling because, look, like you said, there was a time when there were 15, 20 POS vendors. Today, in the enterprise space, there are maybe three, four, five. You don't need to spend as much time. You know who the top two or three are going to be. Figure out what is it that you're looking for, and that will help you answer that question faster versus having to boil the ocean and you know, going through 40-page questionnaires about everything and anything you can think of, right? So I think to us, the, the best message I can give brands is just have clarity on what it is that you're looking for, and that'll help you really get to the right answer faster. Exactly. And I think that it's about understanding, to your point, really diving into the problems that you're looking to solve. And as yeah. opposed to trying to find a solution too quickly, just take a step back understand the problems and really define them and and get them down with the team and go watch people order and go see what how the KDS is working like understand the problems you're trying to solve before you jump into solutions because otherwise you can get distracted by some shiny objects that might not be your differentiator right right, right. absolutely and there's so, no shortage of shiny objects, right? Exactly, right? <laughs> uh, now, who deserves innovation in the restaurant industry, Amir? Who's someone that we should be following? Well, well I would certainly start with Q, <laughs> but you would expect <laughs> me to say that. Uh, I wouldn't be doing my job if I didn't say that. Uh, but look, it's 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 certainly something that we believe strongly and deeply about, right? Um, when we talk about sort of our core pillars, we talk about responsibility, we talk about evolution, we talk about stability, we talk about transparency. We, our, the acronym is REST, right? Responsible, evolution, stability, transparency. Those are the things we really care about. And for us, it's not just a matter of innovation for the sake of innovation, right? It has to be done in a responsible manner and it has to be done at the right pace, keeping in mind how the restaurant industry works. So those are all things that we care about. And we think, you know, 
we're obviously uh, focused on it and and doing uh, a pretty damn good job at it. But but we're not the only ones. Like I said, it takes a village, right? We will do what we've defined for ourselves and we'll do it really well. But we know that you're going to need partners. And, and we have so many partners that are doing a good job, a great job, I would say. But just, you know, guest experience is, is important for you guys and, and for the industry, right? So I'm seeing a lot of um, good new stuff coming out of uh, uh, companies in the loyalty slash guest experience management space. Um, um, you know, uh, Incentivio comes to mind. Um, Spengo comes to mind. Uh, in terms of uh, guest data analytics and and CDC and and some of the uh, areas where you guys are focused on helping guests understand what customers are saying, and, you know, it not only has to be easy to capture that information, but it has to be easy to understand what that information is. Because when you're getting tens of thousands of responses, no, we just don't have the bandwidth or no. the capability to analyze that. So what you guys are doing is is phenomenal in, in helping guests understand uh, what it is that customers want. What are they saying? Are they getting the experience that they wanted or expected? I think that's that's great to help um, um, brands understand that. Uh, there's a lot happening in in the voice ordering space uh, and and some of the the vendors and, and partners that we have uh, that are. Uh, evolving that, uh, particularly on the drive-through side. Uh, there are companies uh, that are really focused on really understanding the data side of it. Uh, Fortop comes to mind. Uh, Darren, as, as you know, uh, yeah, love uh, he's trying to look at the problem in, from a different lens and bring different pieces together. So there's a, so much good innovation happening. Uh, we're excited uh, to be to be working with uh, with all of our partners. Amen. Well, check out Q. We'll put we'll put it in the show notes. Uh, how to find you? But what's what's your website? How do we how do we find you guys? It's uh, uh, qbeyond.com uh, is our uh, web address, and you can look us up uh, there. You can certainly look us up on LinkedIn, uh, and and uh, uh, QPOS is is uh, you know how you'll find us on on LinkedIn as well. But uh, happy to to be on uh, on this uh, show, and and really appreciate the opportunity, Zach. Awesome, Amir. Well, hey, for being one of the coolest nerds I've ever met, today's ovation goes to you, Amir. Thanks for joining us, man. Thank you, Zach. Appreciate it. Glad you're with us today, and thank you. Thank you to the risk takers, the troublemakers, the crazies who are keeping this world clothed and fed. You're the ones who deserve an ovation. Again, this podcast was sponsored by Ovation. To see how we can help you grow your business, go to OvationUp.com. Don't forget to subscribe. And as always, remember to give someone in your life an ovation today.